Hey, hey, everybody, it's Allison Kaczkowski. Welcome to this edition of the show and to the ultimate journey of self-care. I am your host. Thank you for joining me on this Tuesday morning. So today, I'm really excited about my guest today. Um, this is a subject that I believe so many people have, you know, I don't want to call it a hang up about, but I really believe that a lot of people have very charged feelings and emotions and beliefs around the subject of money. And I really think right now, with the state of the world being the way that it is with prices going up on, you know, just about everything that I think, even if you have a healthy relationship with money, I think it's important to understand some of the basics around it, maybe why it's that way, but also what are some really helpful ways that you can stay separated from it in your mind? And that all goes to how we look after ourselves and how we make our decisions. My guest today is Bob Wheeler. He is a financial coach. He has spent a lot of years in the financial industry, had a tax practice for a lot of years, and has helped a lot of people with this subject. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with Bob today. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, I'm so happy to be here, Allison. I love talking about money and love talking about emotions. <laughs> I love that. Well, it's such a it's such a powerful combination. And I just think there are so many people that have really charged, you know, feelings, emotions, and beliefs around money. But before we get into that, why don't you tell my audience a little bit about you, your background, and kind of what brought you to what you're doing now? Yeah, absolutely. So I have an accounting tax practice. Um, I originally went into, I was going to go into law, uh, but uh, decided I met too many lawyers I didn't like. And uh, so I went into accounting because it was something that actually just came easy for me. And I was working with a lot of tax clients who would go out and do the exact opposite of what sounded like really sound practical advice. Uh And and so I realized, wow, if I don't understand their stories, if I don't understand where they're coming from, we're not actually going to make any headway. And I like to have success. So I got to figure out what's going on for people. I also ended up getting certified in somatic therapy, which is Mm -hmm. basically a body-based therapy. So I've got a little bit of the psychology that, that brings it in because a lot of the stuff, when we're talking about money, people have heart attacks, people get nauseated, they get upset stomachs, they have physical pain. It's Mm -hmm. in our bodies. And so the somatic piece really helped me to understand how you know, even myself, I'm holding on to things. And until I can learn to let them go, we're carrying them with us physically. And so I really, for me, I never got the download. My parents were terrible with money. God bless them. Uh, Not their fault. And I didn't have any tools. And I realized so many other people were out there uh, feeling alone, feeling a lot of shame Mm -hmm. and being too embarrassed to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And I, so I ended up writing a book called The Money Nerve, uh, Navigating the Emotions of Money, because I, people would say, Bob, I'm so ashamed. I'm the, I'm, I'm the worst child. My parents are so disappointed in me. Everybody else became a doctor. Yeah. I chose the creative path. I chose the wrong path. I'm not you know, a financial masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And, right. and so there was just all this shame. you know. And I have so many people that would say, you know, my parents won't love me anymore if this business fails, right? Mm-hmm. So I ask people, what's the dollar amount at which your parents stop loving you? And and yeah. so I, I really wanted to get out there and just start conversations about money to let people know talking about money doesn't have to be a conflict, doesn't right. have to be a fight. Right. And if we can learn to normalize it and just neutralize 
the best that we can. We're still going to have reactions, Mm -hmm. but that has really been my mission is let's talk about money because it's, it's out there. And it's one thing people don't want to talk about sex or politics or religion, Mm -hmm. but they really don't want to talk about money. Absolutely. I I totally agree with you. It's just, you know, it's so interesting how this is a subject that literally bleeds into every aspect of our lives. And at the end of the day, it really does dictate and control a lot of the decisions we make. It does. And and here's the thing. And people will say to me, I don't have any emotions about money. Uh, and I recently uh, celebrated a birthday and all my family and my cousins and everybody came in. We had this, went out and had dinner and had this amazing dinner at this amazing restaurant. And boy, when the bill came, the evening was ruined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's freaking, I didn't order that. And why should I pay for like even just that simple act of splitting a bill at a restaurant with a group of people brings up so much emotion for people. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, with that being said, I feel like it really brings up, you know, not just our own personal belief systems, but I think, and you mentioned this just a minute ago, but the belief systems of how we were taught too. Yes. You know, I have yes. a colleague who who said there just the other day, and it was in a social media post that she that she wrote, and it caught my attention because she said, whatever your money story is now, it's related to your parents' money story. Yeah. And I thought, wow, that's a really profound but very interesting thing to say because it's true. Well, absolutely. And most of our programming happened when we were four, five, and six. And it may not have been when mom and dad said it wasn't what they said, or it was how they acted or it was their body mm-hmm. language or when yeah. he said how much do you make and they're like shame 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 we're like oh never ask that question yeah and it's also i think what we hear as children yeah i mean i remember growing up i mean my dad grew up in a single for the most part in a single parent home he lost his dad at a very young age and my mother was an only child and her dad was a traveling salesman you know way back mm. in the day and so and my grandfather paid for everything with cash So, and all I heard growing up was money doesn't grow on trees, right? Right. We can't go out back and shake the tree, you know, when we want something, you know, we got to live within our means. We pay our bills on time. You know, we don't go into debt, et cetera, et cetera. And I think, you know, you just, you hear that repeated over and over again. So when you find yourself in a situation where you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I may have to go get a loan or I'm going to have to put this on the credit card or whatever. All of those stories start talking to you, right? Well, absolutely. And I mean, another big one is wealthy people are evil. We don't yep. want to be like them. They're yep. And yet we're all striving to be more financially secure, but deep down going, if I'm too wealthy, I'm evil, right? Yeah. <laughs> or whatever that message is. Yeah. And, yeah. And we take it and we run with it. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, for, I mean, since we're just being honest here, I mean, for the most part, you know, the whole reason why we go into business is to have financial security, right? To have the life Mm -hmm. that we want to live. And if we're making the money that we want, then we're able to have the life that we want. And hopefully in there is a way to contribute to society in general. There's nothing evil about that. Not at all. And, you know, I think so many of us feel guilty when we actually get to where we want to be. Wait, Mm -hmm. I'm not actually allowed to relax. I'm actually allowed to enjoy my life. I'm actually allowed to empower other people. What? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, I just think that I think for so many people, they don't realize or maybe they just don't think about it and necessarily have the tools. And I think the longer I do what I do, I realize that there's 
that there's a, both of those, you know, stories going on with people that they, they get in this story around money and they don't think about how they can change it. You know, that they're really in, you're really in charge of what you think and believe every day. I mean, my mindset coach and I talk about this all the time. The most important question we can always ask ourselves every day is what are we believing today? Right. Right. Well, and I think a lot of people, and I know this was true for me, it has to be hard to make money. Like yeah. it must be painful. Yeah. You can't enjoy it. And so it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to be, you're going to have to sacrifice everything, et cetera, et cetera. Right. That's right. And then yeah. when you get to where, oh, good, I'm at a good place. Wait, no, I can't be relaxed because it can't right. be fun. Because it might <laughs> so, go away. Right. Might go away. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I know like for myself, I was raised and socialized that I am my accomplishments. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you accomplish something, what you got to get the next thing going because yeah. Uh, well, that's no good. That was yesterday. What are you doing today? And that created a frenzy for me to be like, oh my God, oh my God, I got to get six more things. Well, I did six. I got to do 12. And it it became quite stressful um, until I was able to say, oh, okay, maybe that's not serving me. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, when where money's concerned, I just think that you're just going to amplify it more. It's like throwing, throwing gas on the fire, you know, it's like, You know, so, and I think that we really have to check ourselves because that could lead us down a very destructive path when it comes to how we look after ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's talk just for a minute about the energetics of money, if you will, because Mm -hmm. one of the things that, that I teach um, when I work with my, with entrepreneurs, and one of the things that I read about online is that, you know, basically all money is, is a source of energy. Yes. And if you hang on to it too tight, then of course you're, and, and you think about it like that, then you're going to see evidence in your life that money is going to be hard to come by. You know, I'd, I'd, yeah. you know, you might be fearful that your bank account might dwindle down to, you know, some low amount or whatever, or you might worry that you look, you're going to lose your investments. I mean, hello, it doesn't take a genius to look at the stock market today and know that people have probably had those thoughts, right? Right. So Absolutely. I'd just be interested to hear your perspective on the energetics of money. Well, I completely agree with you. Money is an energy and a lot of people. And I, you know, I think there was a point for me, I was like, I've got to bring it in. Right. And when I needed something, I didn't go back to my clients and ask for their mm-hmm. services because mm-hmm. I'm getting money from them. And I, and mm-hmm. I started to realize, wait a minute, this is an exchange here. I want my clients to be successful. So why wouldn't I engage their services when right. they have a, when they have expertise in something that I need. Right. And, and, and really money, if we hold on to it so tightly, money's going to have a hard time coming in because yeah. it's so limited. Um, and if we're just always letting it out and not letting it stay, it's, it's the same kind of thing. We have to find that balance. Uh, I, I work with clients to like, let the money come in and sit with you for a little bit. Uh, when somebody inherits money or they get a big windfall and they're like, oh, I'm going to pay all this off. And I'm, gonna, I'm like, how about this? Why don't you just breathe? Yeah. And let the money sit there for 30 yeah. days. Oh, what? What? And they get yeah. so uncomfortable. I I'm know. Like, just go in and look at the bank account for 30 days. Don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's We're so uncomfortable with yeah. actually having what we say we want. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm curious. Why do you think that is? I think we're carrying generations mm-hmm. of, of, of baggage. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So we're not yeah. just carrying mom and dads. We're carrying grandpa and grandma. And we're, we're carrying multi-generations of I'm not worthy. Um, there may not be enough uh, folks that live through the depression era and the scarcity mindset, like all of that. Yeah. So sometimes we have to actually sift through and say, oh, wait a minute. That's grandma's. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. that's dad's. That's actually that's not mine, but it feels like yeah. mine. I'm the one carrying all the bags. And so I have yeah. to sort of go, oh, wait, that goes over there and that goes there. So I, th- I think it's um, it's more than just what we're the baggage we're carrying. I think we're bringing in our parents and, and prior generations um, of just that. Am yeah. I enough? And I well, and it's I, hard for us to separate that, you know, from what we really think and believe about money. You know, because I think if we're all honest, I think deep down. You know, I think we have a basic human need to be loved and accepted, right? And to feel secure. And we don't want to let people down, especially people close to us or people that, you know, have come to put their trust in us or believe in us or respect us or whatever. And, you know, I think we can get hung up in the emotions of all that, too. For sure. And, you know, I think whether it's religion, whether it's cultural, whether whatever socialization uh, one had growing up, I think there's this belief that, you know, if you're too high and mighty, if you actually go, look at what I accomplished, like that you have to be taken out, right. That mm-hmm. you're, you're too full of yourself. And so yeah. like I was taught, like be really small, you know, you may have done something amazing, but there's 10 people that probably could have done it better than you. And mm-hmm. okay. Okay. And so stay small and don't, don't get out there and be vulnerable mm-hmm. and say, yeah. you know, I want to matter. I want to make, I want to have impact. I want to be in Mm -hmm. connection with other human beings. That's Mm -hmm. vulnerable. Yeah. And it's easier to stay small and go, look at them, look at them. And instead of, yeah, yeah, kind of watch from afar. Yeah. We don't have to apologize for wanting to shine in the world. I think that's what we're meant to to be successful. Right. Right. Yeah. Especially as entrepreneurs. I mean, the whole reason that we work to build our business is to you know, number one, have the life that we want. Number two, have security. And number three, to be able to give back, right? Absolutely. And, you know, I try to surround myself with people that are more successful or Uh on their way to success. I'll I'll have clients and friends that'll go, I can't believe so-and-so got that. We'll be excited you're around people that are succeeding because that means more of it's going to come your way. Right? (laughs) coming your way, right? And so the more- You know, it's funny that you bring that up because I think we should always try to surround ourselves with people who are a little further down the road than we are, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I've got a cool invitation for you. Ever since the pandemic turned the health and fitness and wellness industry on its collective head, what I'm feeling called to do now is to help health and fitness entrepreneurs build and innovate and grow in their businesses. And I've opened up a brand new community on Facebook, and I would love for you to come over and join me there. So if you are a business owner, if you are working on a brand new idea, if you're developing a new product, or if you're feeling called to serve at a higher level within the health and fitness and wellness space in the collective, I want to invite you to come over and join me there. Join me over in my Innovate and Grow for fitness and wellness professionals in the coaching space on Facebook. I would love to have you there. We've got lots of really fun things going on in there. I've got my weekly live show that I do every Wednesday at noon where I give away real informative business tips, the real stuff, folks. This isn't just some cheesy sales strategy. Come over and join me and innovate and grow for fitness and health wellness entrepreneurs on Facebook so that you don't miss any of the action. I will see you there.
Okay. Well, now that we sort of, you know, dove into the energetics of money, let's kind of go to the emotion around money. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, I'm really, I'm always curious to hear other people's perspectives on this. I personally think that money trouble is directed, is connected to other deficits in our lives versus, you know, maybe something like, you know, an emotional issue. You know, I mean, think Mm -hmm. about people who shop, who gamble, who, you know, who, or whatever. I mean, that's, to me, that is, is more an emotional thing than just a financial thing. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, you know, I, fear is a big emotion that plays a role there, but there are so many other um, components. Um, I might be spending money because I don't want to feel my grief. Yes. Right. I, I blame other people. So I don't have to feel my pain. Yes. Or we're trying to fill a void somehow. Or we're trying you know, to avoid. Like right. we're going to go shop and buy ourselves things because it makes us feel more wanted. It makes us feel more accepted. It makes us feel like people will see us better, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or being able to drop that. Yeah, I spent, yeah. I took another trip to Paris this week, you know, so that people know, see how important I am because exactly. deep down I'm like, right. status. I, I, people are going to find out I'm not important. And so, you know, uh, the imposter syndrome plays such a big role in this. And so many people spend their entire lives trying to present really well. And so many people in my family as well, who, man, I hope I can just make it to my last breath with nobody finding out the truth. Yeah. Which is really sad. It is really (laughs) sad because we're we're on this planet for such a short period of time. And, you know, it's just, it's a shame that there's so many people out there that think this is, this is the way to a better life. It's just to keep spending and to keep, you know, and then at the end of the day, what they say they want, they really don't want because everything that they're doing is keeping them from getting it. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I can't help but think of Brene Brown and just vulnerability and how actually being able to say I've made mistakes financially, or I don't have it all together. It's so freeing and actually connects us with other people, even though, yeah, there may be some people that judge us and go, I knew it. Great. I'm not here to please everybody. I'm here to show up and live my life, my best life. Um, Yeah. And and you know what? The last time I checked, nobody's perfect. Nobody does (laughs) everything right. Nobody comes, you know, comes out of the womb with a million dollars, you know, you know, and, and, or any of that. So it's, but, you know, here, here's here's the other side of it. You know, as much as we're talking about the negativity of it, here's the other side of it. I really, I don't believe that there is lack in the world. I think that there is an abundance, if you will, of opportunity, of what's available to you, of the fact that you can have a better life if you make up your mind and decide that it's possible for you. Absolutely. It is all about mindset. It's about choosing to be happy. It's about choosing to be grateful. It's about choosing to see the abundance instead of reaffirming the scarcity. The world is abundant. It's really about attitude. I I can choose to be happy. I I, I know people with no money that are incredibly happy. Uh, Same, Um, same. It's a choice. Yeah, because it is choice and it is what, what we choose to think and believe about it every day. And to your point, you know, I know plenty of people who are, you know, barely getting by, but they are the most happy and grateful people because yeah. they they believe they have everything that matters to them. And I just think that's such a huge thing that we have to communicate as coaches, whatever our industry is, whatever our space is, is that 
every single day you can decide to live the life that you want. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, there are certainly there are people that are, you know, uh, have been displaced from their countries or where, where life is like moment to moment, whether or not they're going to survive. And, and those are sometimes things that are beyond people's control. So I'm not saying that everybody in the world at any given moment can go. Oh, oh yeah. There's, there, this, right? there are always things that we're never going to be able to control. We're just right? not. Yeah. But, but I think in general, um, it is a choice to say, I'm going to get up and see the positivity in the world. I'm going to see the goodness in people. You know, sometimes people will tell me I'm too naive. And I'll say, you know what? I'd rather continue to be naive and make a mistake in trusting someone than going around and being so cynical that everybody's out to get me because it's just a much harder life and it's just no pleasure. Well, I totally agree with you. And I, I, I cannot tell you how many people I watch, especially in social media and just in conversations and just the things that people choose to keep dwelling on and talking about and focusing all their energy on. And I'm just like, people, We are, the life is so short. I mean, let's be part of the solution. Let's not continue to dwell on how evil certain people are, or if only that person would do this different or whatever, that we would be better off. I just think at some point we have to look ourselves in the mirror and say, I'm responsible for what it is that I want to get out of my life. Absolutely. And I I think, you know, when it comes to money or Mm -hmm. when we start to have success Mm -hmm. or we keep ourselves from success. A couple of things I think um, that play a role in that is one, we don't self-advocate uh, always. I think yeah. we're not always saying, yeah, I, I'm actually, it's okay that I'm doing these things and right. I, I can feel good about it. And uh, the other thing I find people have a real hard time with, and I know I did as well, is setting healthy boundaries. Yes. Um, you know, oh, well, now you have lots of money, so you get to pay for every dinner. Well, no, actually, no, <laughs> like that's not the rule. That may be yeah. your role. It's not my role. Yeah. And, and, and learning to be able to say, no, that doesn't work for me or yeah, that, yeah, that's, that doesn't that's, feel good. Yeah. Right. Right. And I agree with you. I mean, some of the wealthiest people I know are some of the most generous people I know, Yeah. you know, in terms of creating opportunities for other people. And just because someone's successful, you know, doesn't mean that they've screwed somebody over, pardon my French or yeah. whatever else, you know, it, it's not, it's not always like that. In fact, it's, it's hardly ever like that. I don't think. Well, for sure. And again, it's that, that the tip of the iceberg, right? We only yeah. see the tip and right. we might see somebody with lots of money and, and they may have inherited it, but they may have lost their parents at an early age exactly. or like right. there are so many factors that we don't take into account. We see things and take that moment in time as if it's their entire life. Yeah. Um, and, and some yeah. people may not see wealth until they're in their fifties or sixties and people are like, wow, they've had a great life. Well, maybe they've struggled up until yesterday. Yeah, It's like, I just think so people make so many assumptions, you know, right. it's, it's like, oh, well, you've always been like that. Or, you yeah. know, what do you know about struggle? And I'm just like, you know, a lot of the people that I know that are, that are wealthy are self-made for the most part. You know, I mean, you know, it's people that have just kind of, you know, sacrificed and gone without, but they've reaped the benefits of it too. And I don't think that's really talked about or emphasized enough. And I, the other thing I hear a lot, and I heard this for myself as things got better, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. Well, maybe I'm lucky because I work really hard. And so luck comes to those who work hard. You're right. Um, I've heard the same thing. I've heard the same thing a lot of my life, to be honest with you. 
You know, and I don't run around going, well, no, let me tell you my pity party. Let me tell you yeah. my sad journey. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes I'll share parts of the journey that feel relevant when it's yeah. actually um, something that can help somebody. Um, but uh, yeah, was I lucky? I struggled like everybody else. I have had my moments, um, you know, most of most of my life. Uh-huh. Um, was lived in um, fear. Everything uh-huh. was going to kill me. My measurement uh-huh. was that's going to kill me. That's going to kill me. Uh-huh. If you had met me 10, 15 years ago, I couldn't get up in front of an audience and speak. Mm-hmm. I couldn't like in a group of, I remember I was in a, a group when I started actually working on myself and they were like, uh, just say your name and where you're from. And I'm like, I'm Bob. And yeah. Like, right. What is wrong with you? And yeah. I'm like, I'm terrified to be around yeah. other people. <laughs> well, that's just a testimony that you, you just decided that you were going to work on being better, you yeah. know, and look at you now. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, it, it's always possible for people. Um, always possible. Yeah. It's always possible. So, well, let's say someone out there is listening and they're, you know, maybe they're in this position where they just feel like every month they just can't get ahead. Right. Yeah. Or that every dollar is spoken for, they're making minimum payments, whatever. I know I'm painting kind of a doomsday picture here, Mm -hmm. but let's just say someone out there is listening to our conversation and that's where Mm -hmm. they are. And they want so badly to be able to do something different. What would you tell them in terms of where they could begin? Well, I think the first thing is um, breathe, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Take a deep breath and, and just reset. Ask for help. Mm -hmm. Like whether it's sending an email to somebody like myself or yourself Mm -hmm. saying, I need some guidance, Uh um, not sure what to do, learning to like extend the left or the right hand and saying, can somebody help me? I want to do it different. I'm not sure how to do it. Um, For me, I wasn't great at asking people for help, but what I was great at doing was naming my fear and then moving towards it. Like that terrifies me. I'm going to walk right into it. And if it doesn't kill me, I'm going to keep walking. Well, I Um, think, I think when we face our fears, I think we immediately, not only do we benefit from that, but we develop a new kind of strength that helps us move past it. It's kind of like, you know, my mindset coach and I talk about this a lot. When you resist something, Mm -hmm. it just, it continues to block you. When you let yourself kind of feel it and confront it, then it lets go of you. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the fear of asking for help is, is huge. Um, and I think it keeps a lot of people back because if they could just have that little bit of vulnerability to say, can someone help me? I don't know everything mm-hmm. regard, you know, I'm not beneath if I need to go collect, uh, you know, tin cans out of the trash or whatever it needs to do to take me to the next line. I'm going to do it. Like yeah. I don't need to present a certain yeah. way. It's like, of course, this is me. Some days it's ugly. <laughs> yeah, days it's naturally. Great. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, not every day is going to be a pretty picture, right? No, no. You know, but the best thing that we can always ask ourselves other than what am I believing today is what am I learning today? Yeah. Yeah. Where can people find you, Bob? Best place is themoneynerve.com. That's nerve, not nerd. I'm a nerd, <laughs> but it's themoneynerve.com. That has information on my podcast, on my book, on my online course. There's just free resources there for people that uh, are on a tight budget, but want some information. Um, we talk about budgeting. There's some budgeting stuff in there. Um, and uh, always feel free to reach out via email. We, we love connecting with people and helping mm-hmm. people uh, really find a healthier relationship with their money. 
Oh, I love that. I just think it's such necessary work that you're doing. I just feel like this is the kind of thing that people just need to hear repeatedly over and over again and know that regardless of where you are in your life, that that there's always a possible, I mean, it's always possible for you to do things different. As long as we're taking a breath, there's always possibility yeah. to make life better. Totally. I love it. Thank you so much for making time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been great. And I, I hope that your listeners gained something from our conversation. Oh, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. Lots of golden nuggets here. And if anyone out there is listening and want to connect with Bob, please feel free to find him at themoneynerve.com. You will find that link in the show notes. You can find out about his book and his podcast as well. Please go over and check out his work. I feel like this is such a necessary subject and topic that I really believe um, is drives people to make, can make, decisions that really don't serve us and help us, especially when it comes to how we look after ourselves. And since we talk about all things self-care in this space, I just think that's a really um, valuable arena, if you will, to go and check out. So if you are an entrepreneur in the health, fitness, wellness, or coaching space, you're looking to add um, a unique offering to your business, maximizing the online space. Um, You know, I, I have conversations with people, other coaches and business owners all the time about the direction of what's happening in the business community now since the pandemic ended for the most part. And I don't think that the virtual space is really going anywhere. I think it's really just going to get bigger. And what that means is, is that there are more people out there looking for solutions, which if you are an entrepreneur or a business owner, you need to be thinking about innovation. Please come over and join me in my Innovate for health, fitness, wellness, and coaching entrepreneurs. If you have a brick and mortar studio, if you're online, or if you're doing a little bit of both, then come over and join me there. Um, we're going to be doing a special masterclass coming up in August. You're going to be hearing me talk all about it. Um, and if you are looking to add something unique and different, really focusing on your zone of genius and a way that you can serve your audience and the public more, this is the space for you. So please come over and join me there. And as I always do every week, if you follow me, thank you for all of your support of the ultimate journey of self-care. I'm really excited to announce that in August as well, we are going to be launching and expanding the show to adding a second episode every week devoted to business. It's going to be called the ultimate journey of self-care, the business edition. So stay tuned. There's going to be a whole lot more good stuff coming your way on that. Thank you again for following me, for giving us a like, for giving us a review and for more importantly, giving us your time every week. I so appreciate it. Uh, We reach more and more people every week and we're heard around the world and just know that I couldn't do it without you. This is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You're one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one. 